Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbard. And I'm Courtney Bronze. And each week we bring you conservation topics and events from around the Endless Mountains. Well, this week we want to spend a little time talking about some regulations. We don't want to bore you, but these regulations pertain to the Chapter 105. So that's uh, wetlands and waterways. And uh, we just want to talk about permits and what's required when working around those watercourses. So the first one we're going to talk about is a general permit number two, commonly referred to as a GP2. Courtney, you want to take it away? Sure. So this permit covers small docks and boat launching ramps. And something I think a lot of people in the county and just in general don't know is that if you're building a dock or a boat launching ramp on any water body or water course, you actually do need a GP2 for that. Yeah, and... Um... You know, that even goes, and people don't think of this much, but even private ponds, um, fortunately or unfortunately, however you look at it, you do need a GP2 for any kind of uh, boat launch or dock. These permits are good for structures up to 750 square feet, and the permit also covers maintenance. So once you have a permitted structure, you are allowed to maintain it as well under the same permit. Uh, The dock can only be 50 feet long and needs to be secured. You have a couple different options for building these docks. They can either be floating or pile supported. Just the placement of fill or dredged material into a watercourse, floodway, or body of water is not authorized under the general permit. And no part of small dock structures or associated boat mooring areas can extend in front of adjacent riparian properties. So in other words, you just have to stay within your own property bounds. Yep, and as mentioned, also uh, boat launching ramps, you need a GP2 as well. So if you're looking to build a new dock or launching ramp this summer, you know, feel free to get a hold of us at the district and we'll help you get it permitted. Yeah, I think uh, oftentimes people look at the permits for these and they get a little overwhelmed with the paperwork, but that's what we're here for. We're here for technical assistance. We'll guide you through the process. Uh, make it at least somewhat easier for you. So feel free to stop by. So the next permit we're going to talk about is a general permit number three, GP3. And you're probably more familiar with this one uh, just because of the ex- excessive flooding that we've experienced uh, in the last couple of years around the county, around the area. Uh, so a GP3 is the need for stream bank rehabilitation or armoring the stream bank because of erosion especially on corners you'll see this corners of the streams um, the velocity of the water will take out stream bank and uh, in some cases especially near roadways or driveways when excessive uh, property is consumed by the floodwaters this necessitates a gp3 Um, so you want to speak a little bit about this one yeah and you can actually use these permits for gravel bar removal as well A gravel bar is just basically a deposit in a stream channel that could include accumulations of gravel, glacial till, sediment, silt, flood debris, etc. And these are associated with stream bank erosion because they kind of reroute water and direct it more towards the banks. One thing you got to keep in mind, can't exceed, or this work can't exceed 500 feet in length. Can be broken up into sections. Um, you want to minimize the use of equipment within the stream or the body of water. Uh, and 
just to give you an idea what happens in this case is uh, the bank of the stream gets armored so it's those bigger rocks that you see you know bigger than a football bigger than a basketball uh, kind of angular they need to be keyed into the bank uh, it's, a, it's an important part of the process that way the next storm doesn't wash away pretty much what you armed the bank with so another one you have to pay attention to with this permit is construction activities and stocked trout streams. So the permit prohibits any activity in the stream from March 1st to June 15th. So if you are thinking about doing some stream rehabilitation, which means armoring a bank or trying to remove a gravel bar, just come see us first. Uh, ask the questions you need to. You do need a permit for it. Let's talk about GP7s. So that's your minor road crossings, right? And that's culverts or, or bridges formed across waterways in general. So as Don said, this permit is good for bridges and culverts over waterways. And to qualify for this permit, the drainage area at the crossing needs to be less than one square mile. So one of the big things we want to talk about here is if you get a GP7 for a driveway or a private road, you don't need a PE stamp on the plans for it. But if you're getting one for a public roadway, you need a PE stamp with a set of engineering plans to be submitted to us for approval. So any structure you build with a GP7, be it public roads or driveways, needs to be non-narrowing. So you want to make sure that stream channel stays at least bank full width the whole way through and the structure needs to not hinder the migration of any fish species as well. Yeah, another important point here is, uh, you know, working so close to the water, you get into areas where there might be wetlands involved, and you definitely need a wetland delineation. Any culverts installed in stream channels should also be aligned with the stream flow. So if you're building a new driveway or putting a pipe in, you, know, you can't try and realign the stream. Another road crossing option you have is a GP8, which is a temporary road crossing. Do you want to talk a little bit about those, Don? Yeah, so this comes into play, especially uh, during logging practices. So a lot of loggers tend to have uh, attractive woods that's on the other side of the stream. So the GP8 comes into play. So the bridge put in place is, uh, it's one of those that's less permanent. Usually loggers already have it made, uh, so it's portable. To the site it's important to install it at a right angle to the stream unless it's physically impossible this permit also allows you to build fords in the stream utilizing the existing stream bed however you cannot skid logs across fords so you could only use fords for other temporary access across the stream right. just remember that uh, the temporary crossing is only good for one year it has to be removed so those are just a few of the most common permits that we do process through our office. And with each of these permits comes something called a PNDI search, which is a Pennsylvania Natural Diversity Inventory Search. And this basically regards the presence of federal threatened and endangered species and state threatened and endangered species of special concern on project sites. So this search can be done either by our office when you bring in your permit application or if you have an engineer that's coordinating your permit package, they're able to do that for you as well. And one final note, uh, there'll also be an ENS review um, as part of each general permit requirement. So that means that you just have to do an erosion sedimentation 
control plan uh, just to ensure that the waterways aren't getting filled with sediment. Um, and so it just reduces your amount of impact that you have on your small project. Uh, we can help you do that. We can assist you right here in the office, Susquehanna County Conservation District. And uh, when you come in to fill out your permit, I can help you out. So I guess the biggest takeaway is if you're interested in doing a GP2 for a dock permit, a GP3 for a gravel bar or bank rehabilitation, GP7 for a minor road crossing, or a GP8 for a temporary road crossing, feel free to stop in our office and talk with us. Um, give us a call, shoot us an email. That's what we're here for. Yeah, and if you do plan on impacting a waterway, perhaps there is a general permit required for it so check that out as well DEP has the information we do have it on our website as well yeah if you ever question if you need a permit or not it's worth it to just call us and ask yeah absolutely well that does it for today's show if you have any questions related to today's show you can contact the conservation district by calling 570-782-2105 if you missed a portion of today's show you can go to our website www.suscondistrict.org and find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out and you can ask questions or make comments about the show. You can even suggest ideas for future shows. You've been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze. And I'm Don Hibbard saying... Enjoy the outdoors.